It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Happy Friday, everyone. This is J.C. Sherbert. He is Phil Mullinax. This is Inside the Gamecocks, the show. And uh, it's Friday. So this is the last Friday uh, in quite a while that we will have um, before there is a game, uh, not a Gamecock game the next day. Yes. Um, everybody's excited. Uh, everybody listened to Carolina calls last night. I apologize to those of you that got on the baseball.com expecting John Whittle uh, to do the uh, coverage of that. Uh, Whittle, I am told, only does it in season when there's a game. So there's no week zero for Whittle. He doesn't um, need a, t- a tune-up. Yeah. does not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Whittle needs no tune-up at all. So <laughs> I apologize to all of you that uh, were expecting that because I, I was I was looking forward to it myself, but it didn't happen. Mm. Um, Shane Beamer last night on the call-in show did update Corey Rucker, did admit he's been injured, did say there was a concern. Uh, so all of you have asked about that, you know, just kind of asking around. Uh, here's the bottom line on these injuries. I, I – um, I'm going to give you the J.C. Sherbert injury report. How about how about that, Phil, if I give you a, a J.C. Sherbert injury report, right? I think more people would believe you at this point than they would coaches. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you a J.C. <laughs> Sherbert injury report. Uh, and this is this is speculate – call it semi-informed speculation on my <laughs> part, right? Uh, Corey Rucker, uh, for the first game, I would call doubtful to out. I'll use the NFL style, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kai Kroger, I would call doubtful. Christian Bill Smith, I would call doubtful. Uh, Jordan Birch, I would call questionable. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> uh, sorry there's no probables in there. I'm just not buying it. Uh, you know, and maybe we upgrade Birch next week to probable. Uh, well, people are going to ask about Marshawn Lloyd. I, I've, I've stopped discussing that, number one, because – I don't want to keep talking about him getting hurt because I don't want him to get hurt anymore. Yeah, let's uh, not speak that into existence. Yeah, I don't want to speak of it. But he's been back at practice. But if you're wondering about Marshawn Lloyd, I would call him probable. So mm. there you go, probable. So that's a that's probable, likely maybe. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that that that's kind of how I see it right now. Um, and um, you know, like Clint uh, chimes in, he's one of our frequent. Uh, chat box participants uh he, he says that's not a bad injury report to be honest and it's not no, uh no. we've seen worse at south carolina yes believe me uh mm-hmm. through the years at key positions that type of thing um i i think the staff's done a good job uh, of keeping the guys healthy i also think this i think the the street staff did a good job this off season getting everybody in shape uh, and also, I think the players worked hard enough to get themselves in shape, and you know, paid attention to the uh, nutrition plans and, and all of that good stuff. All the things that go into keeping your body right to play this game, uh, you got to give them credit for that. Uh, injuries do happen; they're part of it. I'm not saying the guys that are hurt did not take care of themselves, um, but you know, you're going to have bumps and bruises and nicks along the way. Uh, so far, the only uh, serious injury, unfortunately, was Chad Terrell, and 
you hated to see that because that ended his career uh, at South Carolina, the third ACL injury, and uh, that bounced him out. But, um, you know, I think that uh, all in all, uh, things are, are, are pretty good, Phil, uh, from an injury standpoint. Um, I, I think that on Monday we will talk about this a little bit, uh, but Desmond Uziamulu uh, is announcing Monday. I still feel very good about where the Gamecocks stand. Uh, it's kind of been a one of those uh, like two-week-long deals where you just kind of look and go, huh, I wonder when the other shoe will drop because, um, you know, Carolina was not expected to get this guy. Like I said, I've told you the story. Ohio State sort of screwed it up. And, um, you know, it looks like the Gamecocks are going to get that big, long, six foot six edge rusher uh, that you guys uh, are accustomed to. Uh, a lot of people ask about that all the time. And I always say, look, you, you can, I've seen six foot one edge rushers who are better than the six six guy. Uh, so you can't always get, you know, sold out to a certain body type in this game. But, because uh, if you can play, you can play it. If you can't, you can't. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think for those of you that are fired up about uh, the past and, and guys like Devin Taylor and Clowney and, you know, Cliff Matthews, the big taller guys, I, I think that, uh, you know, this is a guy that you'll really like as a prospect. Plus, it will be what? the So this will be the third commit from maryland dc phil i think from the dmv i believe yeah so. yeah so you got babalade you got zabari yep. sandy and uh, and then and this guy and so it'll be two of the three will be four stars or higher and then of course gamecocks are all in on nicholas harbor the five star from archbishop carroll washington dc probably one of the freakiest athletes since and I'm talking athletes, right? Because uh, everybody's like, well, Clowney was a freak. Yes, he was. He was a freak. But he was a freak football player as much as he was an athlete. Great athlete. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but the, his football ability was just like crazy. Um, you know, to me, the freak of all freaks is Derrick Henry. Because <laughs> what Derrick Henry did athletically consistently was unbelievable. And then he, he, he was good enough at all that to play running back at a very high level. And he doesn't look like a running back. It looks like a, a daggum tight end defensive end. Um, and so the safety probably looks like a freight train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know that, that guy is unbelievable. So, um, so you kind of look at it, and it, it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I think Nick Harbor uh, could could be topping Derrick Henry freaky wise in terms of the size speed combo uh, here pretty soon. Uh, and all that good stuff. Clint chimes in Nanosports chat box. Uh, Umi Azolu would be the best player in the class thus far, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this to everybody out there. I'm really high on the guy. Uh, you'll, you, you, you'll hear me really pipe up when I talk about him because uh, I love um, defensive uh, defensive line edge rushers, that kind of thing. Uh, But I will say this, check in with some folks up in that area that have watched him play that I trust. He may be a year away. Um, He, he, he plays inside his, his high school is not DeMatha. It's not one of the powerhouses up there. Uh, He plays inside D tackle, uh, which I don't know how the heck, I mean, you're playing probably against five, eight dudes with, you know, no, no football future. They're like little muscle wrestlers. That, that it looks like it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, fair. You're, you're trying to get leverage on those guys. God, I'm like, but uh, you know, um, I, I will say that he he may have a it may, it may be like a Devin Taylor situation because you remember Devin came in, Devin redshirted, 
then Devitt started from redshirt freshman year on, forced a fumble his first collegiate play at NC State in 08, uh, and had a really, really good career, but he needed a year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think this kid's going to be like a Darius English that took four years because uh, right. he because he's not that thin. You know, he's already 239, 240, uh, big frame. Um, maybe a little bit about uh, a little like Cleveland Farrell that played at Clemson mm-hmm. there, I say. Uh, but without the knee injury, uh, Cleveland had a serious knee injury um, coming out. So excited. Uh, Gamecocks have to be excited about him and the D-line class. You need edge rushers. You get Desmond and you get Montague Rames. That's pretty good pair right there, Phil, uh, oh, yeah. in my opinion. So that's, uh, that's going to be, gonna be really good. Uh, today's poll question is kind of a fun one. Mm. Uh, we've had some fun polls lately. We had the must champ death stare, by the way. It was like who has the who would win a Death Stare contest, Frank Martin or Will Muschamp? Frank Martin ran away with it um, yesterday. Who is the biggest rival outside of Georgia and Clemson? The Tennessee Volunteers took that poll. Today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to everyone's heart, and that's food, mm. tailgating food, mm. right? So, because uh, some people nowadays they, they just watch the games on TV, they don't really go to the stadium and tailgate. So. Um, What's your pregame or tailgate food of choice? Here are the options. Fried chicken, barbecue, low country boil, burgers and dogs, or other. I'm a fried chicken guy. I know you're not. Mm. Not necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't like it on the bone. I, I, I like eating now, now, I'll tell you what I will eat the crap out of at a tailgate. If somebody brings a tray of Chick-fil-A chicken, or chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah, eat 20, I'll those, eat yeah. 50 of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm not like a big fried chicken. Now, what, what I, when I did used to go and tailgate a lot, I had it down to a science. Because, you know, they didn't sell beer at the game. So I'd go uh, tailgate a little bit, eat some slaw, something light. You know, have my beers, go in the game, eat a hot dog at halftime, drink some water. And then you get that Bojangles cold uh, chicken breast, you know, from the mm-hmm. leftover tailgate and then eat yeah, it. Before you, yeah. yeah, before you get in the car, go back to Greenville Spartanburg. Yeah, that's that. That saved me going up I-26 many, many times. Right. So uh, I do. I do. like. I'm just not I'm not a guy, you know, that's. I don't know, just chicken on the bone. Sometimes this is not not my thing, but I am trying to learn how to grill a half chicken like oh. with, with the bones I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do that because it looks tasty but anyway uh so food right there uh we have meredith taylor former gamecock golfer in the second hour uh between now and then it's going to be lots of interaction lots of discussion uh about the gamecocks and, and obviously gamecock football uh and all that good stuff do want to say the men's soccer team and and you guys aren't going to hear me talk about soccer a whole lot on this show just because I'm, I'm just not a soccer guy. Uh, Whittle and a lot of people love it, and, and I respect the hell out of everybody that likes it. But the Gamecocks been soccer team. Uh, played Ohio State last night. They tied. Uh, I guess there's no overtime in college soccer, men's soccer this year. I don't know why. Uh, that's kind of stupid. But, uh, I mean, why, why would you regress? But uh, maybe somebody that's a soccer person can explain it to me. But yeah, it looked pretty good. I like Carolina's men's soccer coach, Tony and I. I think he's a – it's a good hire, out of the box type of hire. There's a lot of enthusiasm, finally, for that program. Uh, Carolina's unique in the sense that other SEC schools, with the exception of Kentucky, uh, don't have men's soccer. 
Um, so that's that's kind of one of those leftover relics from the ACC era for the Gamecocks. Um, but, you know, they're in the Sun Belt Conference now in that sport. And, uh, you know, I think things are heading in the right direction. So shout out to those guys. But we're going to be talking a lot of football. Uh, you know, Shane Beamer call-in show last night. You have another welcome home episode on Wednesday, then the call-in show, and then uh, it'll be game time. And uh, I wanted to point this out about the opener against Georgia State. Somebody, you know, because Phil, we, we, I don't know that we've jumped the gun in talking a bunch of Arkansas because we had been on um, yeah. for the, the first week. And, uh, of course, Nobody really heard that interview, right? <laughs> uh, ben was in his garage there with his Bluetooth and it didn't work. But, uh, yeah, so we, we were talking a lot about Georgia State. And I, I kind of like to preview a bunch of different teams and talk about different teams and stuff like that. So we had Trey on, and Trey was just so good and in-depth. Uh, a lot of people started talking about Arkansas already, right? Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, we chopped up uh, Trey's uh, visitor's guide to Northwest Arkansas at the end of the segment. It was so good. Uh, you can check that out on our YouTube page. I'm going to put it back up on the bigspur.com game week because uh, so many of you are going out there and ask, oh, what's there to do? And uh, Trey did a great job with restaurant recommendations, nightlife, cultural activities, if you will. I mean, that was just, I, I walked away from that interview, Phil. Not only did his set look fantastic, right? Oh, yeah. Totally uh, and, and, and he mm-hmm. broke down the personnel for the Razorbacks as well as anybody. Uh, then he gives a, a two minute visitor's guide at the end that, that, that sounded kind of like a Northwest Arkansas Tourism Bureau. Um, you know, pamphlet that you get. It's like, oh, for for Italian, go here. And I was like, man, that's awesome. So Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, uh, definitely, uh, definitely don't want to jump the gun, but somebody pointed out today on the site and I I was, it was like kind of like a great minds thing because I was actually thinking about this. I think with Georgia State's style of offense uh, with a running quarterback, and and you say running, you only get Gamecock fans nervous, you say running quarterback. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through the years, this is one of those Gamecock things that scares you. But uh, I'll remind everyone, last time the Gamecock – last year the Gamecocks played what? Two uh, two really uh, running-type quarterbacks uh, against Florida and against North Carolina. Shut both of them down. You know, mm-hmm. held Florida under 100 yards rushing, and then Sam Howell did not get – did not run the ball well against South Carolina at all. So um, – you know, I guess press- the only other exposure to that would be what the Vanderbilt kid, right? Now, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that threw them off because there was yeah. n- nobody – you want to talk about uh, being coy about injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Clark Lee said nothing about Wright starting that game and the other kid being out. So they were expecting the, the you know, the pro-style guy that was just kind of a statue in the pocket. So that was a problem, Phil. That's a very mm-hmm. good point. You know, that game – uh, that was crazy what happened in that game. But uh, anyway, uh, so that's kind of the deal there. And so so I think almost starting with Georgia State, uh, as good of a rushing team as they are, you know, maybe prepares you for Arkansas a little bit. Yeah, uh, and so that's kind of the thing. Break in your run defense, which is something we've really got to improve on this year. Yeah, so, if, they, if Carolina still can't stop the run this year, it's not going to be – I'll just be honest. It's not going to be as good of a season as people think it's going to be. Yeah. And uh, – but look, man, there's no reason why they can't be good at red stopping the run. I mean, you, you know, unless for some reason that, and, and I keep, you know, it's kind of like the kicking game worry. Well, now I'm on this thing where I'm like, well, maybe they're weak against the run on the edge. You know, we know Strong can rush yeah. the passer. 
We think Birch can rush the passer. We think Gilbert Edmond, Terrell Dawkins can rush the passer. The only one that's an ed, kind of an edge setter, though, that's proven that in the short little bit he's placed, Tyreek Johnson. So, hmm. yeah, maybe they're weak on the edge and can't stop. I don't know. Uh, but man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got Zach Pickens and, and and Boogie Huntley on the inside. You got Mo Kaba at linebacker, Brad Johnson, Sherrod Green, uh, Devontae Reed at safety, RJ Roderick at safety. There's no reason teams should gas you up the middle. No, um, and I and I think the on the perimeter uh, with Cam Smith at nickel, I think he's a pretty good tackler. I think Dial's a good tackler. Rush, uh. I would say is an emerging tackler, I guess, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I never really saw anything that was bad tackling with him, but uh, yeah, he seems to be a little more of a cover guy, but still, I, I, I think there's no reason why they can't be better against the run uh, this season. And so certainly the first three games are challenging uh, in that regard. All right, let's get to the Nana sports chat box, which we always love to do yes, uh, again. Yeah. yeah and, and we'll get to Meredith uh, here, uh, in the second hour today, we had a guest scheduled in the first hour, um, but they're uh, they, they, they she she rescheduled with us because there's like a big thing announcement that you guys will like. I think uh, yeah. that she'll address uh, next week when we have her on. So that that was why. But it was going to be an all female guest lineup today. That's pretty good. See, we're diverse here. That's right. We were uh, going to be yeah, very well represented this week. Exactly. So Craig, <laughs> Craig rolls in Friday. Let's get it. Brad says, good morning, almost game week. Mark says, week zero tomorrow. Yeah, Mark. Um, it's it, it kind of like this is a football game and it's on TV. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> the Northwestern Nebraska game is going to be interesting because I think Ryan Holinsky starting for the Wildcats. That's game kind of Gamecock related. Yeah, and um, it's in I, Ireland, so that'll be different. And, yeah, and I, I pull for them, and I I, I kind of like the watching tracks and stuff. So if Nebraska happens to lose uh, in <laughs> Ireland, you know they have great fans. Phil, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska didn't bring like ten, fifteen thousand fans to Dublin for that game. I think um, I heard uh, somewhere that they are they're already there and very well represented. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. they. Uh, I, I, but I also but there's another part of that too. I read the other day. Uh, in, in Ireland, apparently, when you're a student driver, you have to put an N in the back windshield of your car, like what's on the Nebraska helmets for novice. Novice driver. <laughs> you're a novice driver, you're going to put the N on the back of your car. So Nebraska people showed up and they're like, oh, hey, you know, Nebraska yeah. folks kind of talk like they got, oh, goodness, corn huskers, man, there's lots of corn huskers here already, you know, but the, those are actually student drivers, folks. <laughs> student drivers. <laughs> um, man, I'd go to I'd go to Dublin if the Gamecocks were playing. Shoot, yeah, man. You gotta drink me a Guinness and eat some boiled taters and cabbage. That's it. So anyway, uh, but that's kind of the you know two Gamecock opponents are playing. Charlotte's playing Florida Atlantic. Vandy is at Hawaii, so that's the only SEC team in action. Uh, Tennessee plays Thursday, so we're. Six days from Vols kickoff, one of my good friends as a Tennessee fan was like, I can't wait till next Thursday. And I was like, Tennessee may score 70 against Ball State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and and they're, all we got to do is show up. But anyway, good people there. Jay Fowler says, morning, gents. Go Cox and Semper Fi. Semper Fi, man. Semper Fi. Uh, thanks for your service. Uh, Brad says, boo, we needed Whittle from the car. You did. Uh, Clint says high school football tonight and college tomorrow. And that's right. Got yep. a lot of high school games uh, all over the country. Um, 
uh, our kid plays a freshman game tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, for some reason up here, they schedule these games on Saturday. Now, at least, at least it's before noon Eastern. Oh, not all of them. Not all <laughs> oh, no. of them. Yeah, the, the Georgia game, he kicks off right at 11, like the dogs and Gamecocks. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, you know, you guys don't care. I mean, I guess summer at nine. But anyway, uh, in South Carolina, I think freshman football, they play it on Thursdays or, or Wednesdays even. But um, yeah, Illinois also plays tomorrow up here. So, so both in-state schools in Illinois are in action. They play uh, Jamie Bradford's Wyoming Cowboys. Um, Dorman Gaffney is Dorman playing Gaffney North. Dorman's playing North Augusta. I don't yep. have the schedule. Uh, breaks off of Greenville last week. <laughs> yeah, Dorman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the mm. week zero game there. Yeah. So it looks like Dorman he- heading fight. that way again. <laughs> fight for Dorman. Win, win. Anyway, uh, Bradley says, longtime podcast listener, first time watching live. Tony mentioned the Ask Tony thread. Uh, for those that don't know, on the bigspur.com, Tony Morell uh, has the uh, Ask Tony thread. And you ask him questions every day. Uh, that Carolina had something coming, and one out of 10, it would be an 11 in the positive. Can you speak of it? I cannot. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, can't talk about it. Uh, really don't even... Uh, on the message board, you know, I don't even address it. I don't even get in those threads. Uh, you, you've seen some speculation. All I'll say is uh, nobody really knows <laughs> right now. Uh, but I, I, I will I will say, since Tony mentioned it, I'm in agreement with him that it's going to be overwhelmingly positive. But there's a lot of positive things happening at South Carolina right now, guys, with NIL uh, and everything else. Um Really a great time, uh, I think. Uh, and I think as much criticism as, you know, Ray Tanner's taken and all that over the years, you're, you're going to see here in the next six months um, a, a an example of great leadership uh, and vision uh, throughout the athletic department um, and all that good stuff. Well, this year's a big uh, inflection for Ray, I think, too, you know, with football being the way it is, new basketball coach, uh, you know, hopefully baseball is coming around with Monty Lee. I feel good about that a lot better than I did heading into the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you held serve with Kingston there, so we'll see mm-hmm. sort of what happens. But uh, it is a big year, I think, for, for Ray Tanner. Uh, and I think it will be in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Craig says, I think Pup Howard and Rames are very underrated. I, I do too, Craig. I think those guys, uh, they're around like hovering around 90. Heck, Rames is like 89.88. I, I think they're like 92, 94 guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand why not. Daddy O says, what's the key for the Gamecocks getting such a strong foothold in the DMV? Uh, he's like, is it just the Beamer name up there? No, it is, but. Uh, Tori and Gray does a good job up there. Pete Limbo does a good job up there. They all have connections up there uh, with high school coaches. Taylor Edwards, keep in mind, uh, who heads up the recruiting department at South Carolina, uh, and we had him on the podcast. We're going to have him as a guest uh, shortly. Uh, you know, once once they kind of transition into like every week uh, recruiting instead of what they're doing now, we'll get Taylor back on. 
remember he spent through two or three years at Maryland. Hmm. Just, just keep that. That's where he came from was Maryland. So he's got connections up there. Uh, I don't I, you, think, know, uh, you know, the Marshawn Lloyd aspect of it either could be overlooked. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Even though he's a kid from Delaware, he played at Damatha. Mm-hmm. And just like I mentioned, you know, CJ Spiller back when Clemson got him, Clemson could never, never, I mean, they would get in the mix for some top Florida kids, but never land them. Once they pulled that upset and got him and remember Dabo as an assistant, got him uh, that opened kind of the floodgate. So once you kind of get a guy, and as long as he has a good experience, you can start get another guy. Um, and, and I think that's really helped uh, them there. But, uh, you know, it's that. It, it's that South Carolina is in the SEC. Uh, and when kids come and visit, they're impressed with the, faci- the facilities. You know, I can't believe, you know, and I'm going to talk about dumb takes here in a second. Um, you know, pandemic had just ended, right? And, 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 and everybody's, you know, some of the folks said, well, the recruiting class is ranked 25th still. What a good this facility did. I well, haven't been open in a, in a year, okay? I mean, that's first and foremost. I mean, uh, you know, but I, I think nobody picks a school just because of a, a facility. But what it does is it, it, it shows that you're serious about big-time football. Kids visit elsewhere. The facilities are the same. Uh, South Carolina's right down I-95, uh, closest SEC school to the DMV. Um, you know, want to go play in the SEC? You got great coaches who know how to recruit, build relationships. You got great facilities. You got great fan support. Um, why not? You know, why not? Why not at Spurrier? Why not us? Why not University of South Carolina Gamecocks? Uh-huh. Um, Steadings, Josh says barbecue is his pick for the also tailgate. good. Yep, another good one. I like you know, I, yeah, it, it's tough to get good barbecue when I'm in Illinois watching games. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'd have to make it my damn self, <laughs> and I'm just not. <laughs> uh, now, we can do brisket, we can do a little brisket here. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, it's probably beef centered, not, and, yeah, not and, pork. And, yeah. and, and, and in this house, we can do brisket now, but pulled pork. That gets to be a challenge because we got to get the old crock pot out. <laughs> now, now I'll say this: I do remember a crock pot worth of delicious barbecue once yes. upon a time at the Mullinax residence. Yes, yeah, we I, had, I, I remember well, the guy that ate all of it too. In the middle of night. It wasn't had, me, dude. No, we had plenty of it going in tonight, and then woke up and there was none. <laughs> no. All right, all right, so, so I'll tell this story real quick. So we're sitting there. We were at a party. I think it, I think it was during a, like a graduation party or something. And Dina, Phil's wife, had cooked a delicious uh, crock pot of, of pulled pork barbecue. It was good. It turned out perfectly. wasn't running or anything. So we're eating it. And there's a buddy of ours named, uh, we'll just call him B for now. You know, because I'm worried because he's out there somewhere and I hadn't talked to him in a while. <laughs> he's kind of loose cannon, so I don't, don't want to talk. So, um I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch and, and B is over in the recliner. And all of a sudden I see him get up and he takes the daggum gigantic spoon and is plopping barbecue down on a turkey platter. Right. And then he gets the daggum Colby cheese, Colby cheese now on delicious barbecue, the block. Right. And he's slicing it up. It just in slices and putting it on this big platter of barbecue and he ate all of it. Right. Um, and then took cheese whiz and squirted it all over the top and ate it with a gigantic spork. 
Dean and Phil were in bed, so I, I, I didn't have a heart to tell them what happened until the next day. And uh, I, was, I just rolled over. It's like oh, I, just, I didn't need it. Uh, we were gonna eat it on it, eat on it all weekend, and if you had foiled our plans, foiled, <laughs> foiled. Uh, anyway, Daddy O says all. Oh. Uh, VJ Belmont says New York strips and sautéed veggies on the grill. Now I'll say this: I'll do. I will cook. I'll cook a steak now. I, mm-hmm. I will. I strips and ribeyes, uh, and then we've been getting porterhouses on sale lately. They're pretty good. I can do it good. Clint says, I'm a simple man, JC. Barbecue or fried chicken works for me. Craig says, pigs in a blanket. I will eat a thousand pigs in a blanket yes. if you put them in front of me. Love, I don't know. The fair at the house, along with yeah. chicken wings. Like if I'm at home, yeah, it's pigs in a blanket and chicken wings. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll do the little smokies in the crock pot too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The teeny weenies. Uh, Twisted Chicken says, tacos and nachos at home pregame, burgers and dogs at the game tailgate. Uh, Chris like says, that. Bernie's chicken. Big debate about Bernie's versus Zesto's and Columbia's fried mm. chicken. Uh, Jay Rice says barbecue. Also says spatchcock your whole chicken, JC. Thank me later. All right, brother. And Craig <laughs> agrees. Thanks, Austin. I don't want to um, Google that. <laughs> spatchcock? Yeah. I don't, that's like cock commander. I was going to say that exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, don't, yeah, don't, don't Google cock commander. Uh, the Spurs Up show yesterday, we got on the subject of cock commander, and he was like, please don't Google that. Uh, Twisted Chicken says, if you're cooking in a smoker, JC, try rubbing the chicken with mustard and add your spices. I'm not allowed to have a smoker because she doesn't like smoked meats. I have Incidentally, to- that's how we did the barbecue that night was uh, rubbed in mustard with spices. <laughs> hey, B, if you're out there, hope you're happy. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that daggum block of Colby cheese, too. Still haunted. <laughs> uh, as you cook it, keep sprayed with vinegar to keep the skin crispy. That's a good idea. I, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I can talk her to get the smoker. Chris says beer, obviously. Game got pastor says happy Friday, guys. Excited to hear the show today. Put in a couple of questions in the IUP consulting mailbag. One is for Meredith. I've seen that. We're getting yeah, that we got excited. Him. Um, Chris says burgers, jalapenos, cheddar dogs, brats, and plenty of cold beer. Brats are pretty solid stuff. Jeff says go Gamecocks. Pastor says with as many new games as we've gotten over the years, I've come to appreciate a good breakfast tailgate, breakfast casserole, biscuits, etc. Yeah, I'll do a little brunch. Uh, early games, I'll do brunch. I'll go up um, if I'm not at the game. Uh, I got to have it 2015, last two games of the year. I, I, I went to the Gourmet Gents uh, breakfast, brunch, tailgate. Pork tenderloin, oh, Bloody yeah. Mary's mimosas. It was awesome. Um, Clint says they have to be better against the run. They won't. They will likely be six wins tops if they aren't agreed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Craig says those little ham on Hawaiian rolls with poppy seed things are good too. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more about food <laughs> here in a second. Uh, so talking about that thing Tony mentioned, Clint says when will we find out? I, couple months i don't know and is it football related yes in a lot of ways um tony said fairly soon it's not going to drag on forever Hmm. um uh and daddy o says the hampton roads area has a lot of talent too i think that's kind of a it's an interesting point i think you know and i've covered recruiting for a long time right in that part, uh, that area is an, uh, another one of those areas, man. Once you get one or two guys, uh, the floodgates open. It's so much about relationships in that area. 
Uh, Shane obviously has time there, Shane Beamer. Um, so does Torian Gray. Um, it's just a, it's a tough to crack for a little bit, and then but once you start getting them coming, uh, it's a gold mine. As the Virginia Tech Hokies can tell you, as Ohio State can tell you, Florida State can tell you that. DJ Manuel and others have come from there. Um, you know that's uh, that's one where once you get one or two, you can keep going um, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Clint says, "Why would you ruin good barbecue like that? Because he's B." Um, and, and we'll tell you, I'll, on a slow day next summer, I'll tell you the story about uh, he at his own house cooking tortellinis and a, and and a family size Stouffer's lasagna in the, in the microwave, man. Uh, what a uh, character, what a character. Woo, that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, and all that good stuff. Sorry. So more food talk later. We can talk about food all day. Uh, Going to get to the IELTS consulting mailbag going to address some of these other things and all right so guys about like the, this thing that you're wanting to find out about uh, again i can't talk about it i've said all i can say um it, it's fine to to chat about it or whatever in, in the chat box but I, i'm just not gonna say anything else about it because i you know I, there, and there's a reason and we'll all find out about it and meredith's actually in the chat box right now our guest yeah. for her <laughs> second hour uh she says she's taking notes for her tailgate party the chat is on fire and Sheely's Barbecue needs an honorable mention. I like Sheely's. And then that's one thing I was thinking about yesterday about Columbia. Columbia's got good barbecue. If, uh, you know, you know, what is it known for? Probably all the good barbecue places. And God, I miss it, man. There's a place called City Barbecue that I have to go to. If I want, like, legit barbecue, I have to go there. And it sucks. <laughs> and it's expensive. I mean, and it sucks. And it's like, eh. So anyway, I love oh, somebody my, opened a barbecue joint just like uh, right down the street from our house. It, it's great. I love it. Taylor's. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's all, they're all over South Carolina. So oh, my boy, Jan, it's a 15 pound brisket on tap for Georgia state kick. And that's yeah, You got a night game and you can do a brisket. Mm, delicious. Yes. Delicious, delicious, delicious. All right. So we're running uh, a little overtime here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first break of the show. Thank you for jumping in with us today on a Friday, uh, the Friday before the, the, the storm. So, so next Friday, we're going to be just rocking with predictions, uh, game uh, breakdowns, uh, all that good stuff. But we're going to get into some of that a little bit later uh, right now, just a kind of topical talking food and, and all that, uh, because I know you guys, many of you, heading to Williams Bryce next weekend or like Meredith, she's going to have her own party at her own crib. Um, as am I, I'm going to have what's called the Spartanburg County buffet. And I will explain to you what that is <laughs> when we return after these messages. Just as your state farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance 
insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are. Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a Die Our Gamecock fan, has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy, 864-414-5271 or email ccearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbcane.com, C-B-C-A-I-N-E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Cindy Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf, or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Meredith is the person you need to go to. She's competing in her final USGA Mid-Amateur Tournament this summer before going full-time into teaching and coaching individuals. If you're in South Carolina, Meredith will be conducting in-person golf lessons at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course. She'll play 9 or 18 with you. If you're out of state, though, this is really exciting. She'll be conducting virtual lessons. You can send in your swing for her expert analysis. Also, in November, she'll launch an online course with video instruction for all ages and skill levels. Meredith has 20-plus years of knowledge, former SEC golfer, all of that. So contact her on Twitter, at Taylor at M-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or go to McKellarEnterprises.org. McKellar is spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, Enterprises.org. Her email is on the website, so you can connect with her for any other questions. Go get your golf game in order. Take advantage of Meredith Taylor and her services. Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with J.C. and Phil. 
All right, we're back. Thanks, Mo Caba. Thank you, Mo, for rolling rolling in with the the uh, appearance here. All right, so there's a thread on the bigspur.com, and I'll get to the Spartanburg buffet here in a second. And Craig, I can't believe your your chat here in the chat box. So, um, so, so let me just uh, there's a thread on the bigspur.com. People are going after Justin Step, which I think is ridiculous because. Apparently, he's supposed to go, you know, to Austin, Texas and beat Notre Dame on a receiver. He's supposed to go to Apopka, Florida and beat a, beat out Georgia when the Gamecocks offered late on a kid. Um, just because they're four stars, you know, all of a sudden they're great and all that. You know, never mind that it's been he, – he, it's his second season. You know, the 2020 receiving group sucked outside of Shai Smith. Um, and really sucked once Xavier Leggett's mystery injury happened. Uh, the 2021 group wasn't much better. It was basically Josh Fan, and you know once XL got uh, a little healthy, it was a little better. And then you know kind of once uh, Amari Brown by the bowl game, you know was good. But but it sucked. I mean he was left with nothing. He's flipped the room in a year. You'll see here in a couple of weeks. But because he doesn't go out and you know, sign all these out-of-state four-stars, which if you look back through the history of the program, South Carolina has some pretty good receivers. How many out-of-state four-stars are among those? Not many. No. <laughs> In fact, a lot of out-of-state four-stars like Dion LaCorn and, and Joe Hills and, uh, you know, Matt Clements and uh, that I remember during the Spurrier era never panned out. You know, it was a bunch of in-state guys and guys like Farrow Cooper from North Carolina and Ace Sanders and Nick Jones. I guess Demir Bird was a four-star out of state. That's uh, we've talked about him. Uh, you know, but Steph's supposed to do all this in like one year, right? Because he, you know, uh, ne- you know, never mind that you actually have to, re- you know, in the portal. People need to start to understand it's not like ju- uh, JUCO recruiting. Um, you know, uh, where where it's like a, a lesser value if you get a kid out of the portal, then if you get a high school kid, in fact, it's a, uh, it's actually a higher value because you know, those players are going to be pretty good. And if you look at recruiting classes, instead of just the rankings and you look at how they actually turn out uh, at all schools, you would understand that. Uh, and I know that's hard to do because we, we've all got to, got to get into this new mindset with the portal and all that. And I know Juco recruiting scares the bejesus out of everybody because of what happened during the Holtz era, you know, Juco bus city. So mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it, but let's back off Justin step and let's look at what he's actually done, which is flip a probably the worst receiver room in the Southeastern conference in a year. Yeah, I right. saw Josh Van take his biggest step. Van's taking a step. You're going to see Brown and Leggett do that. So, so anyway, I digress. I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not getting all. But so I roll over there during the break to check on it, right? Because uh, I'm done arguing. I'm not going to get on anybody anymore. Uh, and, and it's devolved into like your mama jokes back and forth. Like I mean, really, it's like people literally. I mean, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. temper your expectations because what we're seeing under Beamer is atypical. Like you don't see a program flip like that, you know. In yeah. it takes time, even in the portal era. Now I realize that you know speeds things up a little bit, but man, get off my man. <laughs> I mean, I like, hey, look, dude. I mean, 
does it matter where they come from? No, you know. Right. I mean, now look, was Antonio Williams a tough loss to lose him to Clemson at the end? Yes, because he's a great player. Um, you know, Adam Randall was the other big time in state guy. Clemson got him, but he was signed, sealed, delivered to the Tigers way before Steph even got here. So, 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 what are we? You know, what's the deal? You know, I mean, and look, man, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound kind of bold. You know, everybody oohs and ahs because Arkansas got Jadon Hasselwood, who, by the way, I loved Hasselwood out of high school. Don't get me wrong. Antoine Wells is a better player than that guy. He's a more proven player. Uh, Hasselwood's in Arkansas. Everybody's scared poopless of him right now because he, oh, you know, big ranking coming out of high school. Well, who cares? Yeah. Um, and we talked to Trey about that. Juice Wells called 80 balls, and his assistant coach compared him to the receivers at Alabama. That guy, Sinceri, doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, so it's devolved into your mama jokes, and so I was like, oh, my God. All right, so Craig bought concert tickets a few weeks ago, spur of the moment, and then realized it was the night of the Georgia State game. Oh. All right, Craig, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you're going to get out of this. Who are you going to see? Because that yeah, matters. That, yeah, that would matter. That matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – uh, J-Rock says he schedules every other event around games during the season. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, Twisted Chicken. They're talking about barbecue in the low country, which is good. Twisted mm-hmm. Chicken's born and raised in Santee. Santee's a fine little town. Um, Matt Feckus, CJ Adams is going to be a really good player. I think so too. Yep. I think so too. Um, Alshon was supposed to be pumping gas. That's right. <laughs> Um, Clint says he's actually one of the people that posted he'd been a little bit disappointed that we hadn't landed that guy yet, but I think people misunderstood what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, no, no, and here's the thing there hasn't been that guy yet because when I think of South Carolina receivers, I think, and there's been great ones, I mean, you can't argue with it. Uh, since Holtz, really, uh, they've mostly been in state. Uh, so like Antonio Williams was a tough loss. No way to slice it. Uh, I know lifelong Clemson fan, mom went to Clemson, was going to go to Clemson as soon as they offered, but that's tough, right? I get it. I, that's, that can't happen over and over and over again, right? What also can't happen is what Brian McClendon did when he was here, and you pass on guys that can go start and make all conference from this state elsewhere. Yeah, right? Let them go. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. you can't just let them go and then go get some slow kids from – all around the country, uh, or beside the, the rest of the South. So, but they're tall. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of you're like, oh, uh, well, so hell, I'm tall too, happen. but I can't run. But, but, but you know, the, the state and look, it'll happen again. There'll be more receivers come out of state. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, it, it happens every year. Just this particular cycle, it's kind of in a, in a downturn. You know, There's a good one up here position. in Greenville this year. Yeah, Mazio Bennett. I mean, if if you, you if you lose Bennett, that's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be yeah. tough. And maybe at that point, you know, you're like, well. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I get it because you know, and, and look, Carmelo Taylor was a loss, but once I kind of investigated that, Carmelo's mom did not want him to go to South Carolina, and what Mama wants, Mama usually gets. <laughs> 
huge impact from family on recruiting. Yeah, and I don't so, think a lot of people realize that. So Austin says he doesn't care how Step gets his guys as long as he keeps improving the room. I agree. Yep. Um, and uh and, and look, I, I, I think that this is a this is a good year to to judge him uh in a lot of ways because you know when we, when we hear things for practice, a lot of times it's uh, under the scope of, uh, like I've always said, who's going to start for the Gamecocks, who's going to do the playing for the Gamecocks, who's moving up the depth chart. Uh, and a lot of times I think we, you know, me, uh, you know, I have to work hard to not get ahead of myself to think that it's applicable in games automatically mm-hmm. because it's not. You, because because the, the, the other guys have players too, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so so that's the thing there is um, – you know, you just got to kind of, uh, you know, you, you got to kind of look at it like that. But you hear out of practice, Amari Brown's at a different level, doing a really good job. Xavier Leggett's at a different level. And, and Phil, I think last year you could see that from those guys down the stretch, particularly Xavier. Um, oh, yeah. once, he, once he got healthy back in the lineup, uh, and it was not often, you know, he, he didn't get a whole lot of snaps, really, or targets. But, man, he was good for like one ridiculous catch a game. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they keep do, showing yeah, that yeah. Georgia catch, that one-handed grab yeah, on the yeah. sideline. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and it's developmental, I, you know. It's, sure, that's the important part. Mm-hmm. I think that Georgia catch was Jalen Brooks. Was that Jalen Brooks? Don't worry, I confused too. And then Brooks got yeah. suspended. Oh yeah, that was Raider Brooks. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. And, yep. and Jalen's back this year too. I, uh, Damn, I've heard they, crazy. I've heard they think Brooks is looking pretty good too. But look, man. I'm going to um, reserve my comments on him until the game. <laughs> uh, uh, Melbert says, stub up, buddy. Put those tickets for sale. Cut your losses. Um, Craig says, no one has ever heard of who I'm going to see. The band is Spoon. Have you heard of Spoon? I have not heard of Spoon. I'm a huge indie guy and a huge fish guy. Totally down with indie bands for sure. <laughs> yeah. Fish. That's a, mm-hmm. uh, some of my buddies love fish. There's like they go all over the place. Um, and uh, Austin says, "How do you feel about the Nana's porch spatch cocks?" <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, my fiance rolls in with this take. Now, all right. So you guys are about to realize why I love her. Look at this. Hey, <laughs> right media. It should be against the law to have a wedding during football season. My solution, phone and AirPods. Easy to hide hide with a suit. Much harder to hide in a bridesmaid's dress and an updo. <laughs> Maybe See, we should have employed that for that wedding we went to a couple years ago. Well, we had our, we had it on the phone. Yeah, we were watching know. it on the phone, yeah. That was, I could not believe that, man, when they told me that. Oh, yeah, you know, getting married during the Missouri. I was like, there's an open date right the week before. Right, yeah. I mean, they played Charleston Southern two weeks before that. Well, I didn't think Missouri was a very big game. There's a trophy! <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jamie. I love you, man. That's my buddy Jamie that got married. <laughs> it's like, uh, and we made it though. We, we it wasn't all that bad. We got to watch the first half, and by the time you know it mattered, the game was over because of play calling and stuff. We quit so, watching it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Clint says, "I guess I'm surprised because we had so much momentum in this class, 
And Steph's such an enthusiastic guy. It just seems like those factors would have been able to land that guy. Yeah, Clint, I just don't know who that guy is. Is it Carmelo Taylor? I mean, I loved Carmelo Taylor. For me, I thought it was like, wow. I was, you know, I was like, wow, I wish Carolina could have gotten him, you know, because you can't coach speed. But I'll tell you this, opinions are mixed about him. Opinions are mixed. I don't. You know, you talk to, to different people at different schools, and some aren't all that fired up about it. Um, Jan rolls in, my boy. What pisses me off more than anything is that Clemson will not show love to a recruiter all through the process, and they'll circle back and come in at the end and expect, and do, they do land them. Yeah, they did that. Uh, they did that with Antonio, and they did that with Trent Simpson, the five-star starting linebacker from Charlotte. Um that's are they an unsustainable able, model, though. You know? Are they going to be able to continue to do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's unsustainable. Clint says, for me, Great House and the two Williams were my favorite. Yeah, I just don't know that they were going to get. It's tough to get a kid out of Mississippi. That's why Stone Blanton was such a, I don't want to say miracle, but big. And Corey Rucker was big. Uh, and Ole Miss chucks it around the yard. Puts guys, you know, they've got a lot of stuff. And, um and uh, great house kid from Texas has got Notre Dame, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I just, I, I'm kind of realistic about it. And I also don't worry about it too much. It's just like, I don't really worry about running back a whole lot because you can find them in the portal and you can strike gold, Jerry gold in the portal. <laughs> um, J-Rock says he can't believe we once had Debo Samuel, Brian Edwards, and Shai Smith on the same team. Think about this. In 2017, you lined up with Jake Bentley, uh, who's the second-leading passer in school history, third-leading passer in school history. Uh, Hayden Hurst, first-round pick at tight end. Debo, Brian Edwards, Shai Smith, Zach Bailey, Dennis Daly uh, on the offensive line, and then Rico Dowdle and Tyson Williams, who are both in the NFL at running back. That was the 2017 offense that uh, uh, managed 213 yards against NC State in the opener. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dina was there. We went. Me and yeah, that, you. Uh, yeah, I, you had to miss uh, it. I did have to miss it. You yeah. had to miss it, Charlotte. Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel says, "Come on, JC, give my Buccaneers a break. It was a rough game. That was a rough game, and honestly." <laughs> Uh, I, I'm glad South Carolina played Eastern Illinois last year because they took over as the worst team I've ever seen Carolina play from that Charleston Southern team. But that Charleston Southern team also had to practice in Charlotte all week because of a hurricane yep. situation. Um, and yeah, they were just overmatched. Uh, Mark, Mark goes, Kurt Roper. Oh, yeah, he should have uh, been fired yeah. uh, right then, you know. <laughs> So that's the deal there. Nana Sports chat box is in fuego today. I'm going to explain what a Spartanburg County buffet is, okay? <laughs> I love my, my hometown and, and, and all that. So it's little Smokies in the crock pot. And it's maybe another secondary crock pot with some meatballs. Uh, it's cheap frozen pizza. It's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Um. What else? Maybe some ham rolls, like like not ham biscuits. That's too fancy. Uh, like <laughs> like you get like the rolls, you know, you like know, little not, pinwheels and the not, yeah. Not, yeah, not the Hawaiian rolls either. You know, uh, you know, just whatever's in the cabinet, like we used to do in Spartanburg. And, uh, you know, that's uh, 
That's just one of those things, you know. So we have we call it Spartanburg County buffet around here. Oh, 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 uh, the Tyson Buffalo chicken frozen things that you put in the oven. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Buffalo is there Buffalo chicken bites? They can't be from a restaurant. They got to have it uh, get it from the freezer. Nathaniel uh, has more, um, uh, you know, uh, information about that Charleston Southern game. He said, "Great experience all week. We practiced in Columbia." Had to drive from Charlotte everyone every day. It was a hot one, though. It was hot that yeah. day. You could tell. Uh, you could tell. Daddy O says, my cousin got married during the 2010 SEC Championship. Ooh. Ooh yikes. My wife made me sit for the entire service. Ooh. Uh, I'd have called a lawyer, Daddy O. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling Ooh. sick. I don't feel I was, so good. <laughs> I was in Atlanta that one in uh Despite the fact the game turned out pretty bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end, I mean, it was relatively exciting first half. I mean, that, that was one of the best experiences at a game I think I've ever had. And I've been back. Uh, I went in 2012. I went in 2013, and I went in 2016 to the SEC championship game, uh, all at the Georgia Dome. Went to the national championship game at Mercedes Benz in 2017. Um, actually, it's January 2018, but. It was nothing like when, I mean, nothing like it. The the like when Carolina went, man. I mean, that was that was uh, that was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing experience there um, at the SEC championship game. And I would have said, "Honey, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't care who's getting. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I would have told your cousin, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you need to change the time of this service." I mean, because what's wrong with really adjusting the time on a game day when you're getting married? Can you do that? Or do they have – I know when I when I got married the first time, uh, they had a service that afternoon because the the uh, priest at the Catholic Church of Greenville, he was Vietnamese and didn't speak good English, and he ended up in the second service uh, calling the, the couple, Joseph and Laura Sherbert, um, did he really? He messed it up, man. Yeah, but remember he was awful. He was not awful. He was he the was worst. Trying. I mean, I was like, this is just, uh, and I didn't care, you know. But of course, we didn't. I didn't have pre uh, pre wedding drinks that day. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have given a fiddler's food. <laughs> but I kind of cared then because he just kind of mumbled through the service and. Because it was kind of early that day. I think that's why we didn't drink. Oh, it was early. Daddy yeah. says it was a Clemson wedding. They didn't care. Even worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You don't even get to watch the game at the reception. Jeez. Daddy, yeah. Uh, Jay Rock said if you go back and watch the championship game, that touchdown Auburn got before the half swung the momentum. It, they got, they held, but it didn't get called. That's true. Yep. And they, it's a Hail Mary, and the, the cat came down with it in the end zone. I still remember Gilmore's reaction. And at that point, it was just kind of. Kind of bad. Uh, Bradley says, sounds like Nelson Malachi might be flipping to A&M. How does Jimbo not win a national title in the next four years? Football's a developmental sport. Because that's what Jimbo does. There's a lot of big NIL deals on the table out there. And these guys are not from Texas. Uh, So we'll see how they do. Um, How they develop. I'm just saying that. Don't don't just be – don't just be sitting there thinking that, that they're going, oh, this is not basketball. This is not the dream team. This is not the Fab Five. They're, you, and then, so. Yeah, you can't one and done football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're not ready. No. <laughs> Very few. I mean, there's like 
maybe one guy on average every year that could probably go to the NFL from high school. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably like that, that stat's probably more like 0.7 a year because there's some classes where it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, look, uh, Bradley, if, if, if they develop those guys and they all get in there and work hard and uh, play as a team and, and the culture's good and all that, I have my questions about it. Uh, they will win a national championship. Texas A&M will win. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, Jim says, because James Winston is not walking through that door. And that's all he ever did. Should have put crab legs on the food that's menu right, yeah. here. Um, and all that. And uh, Joey Sox says, uh, JC, I die every time I hear your Todd Ellis impersonation spot on, especially with the boom. Oh! I was thinking about that uh, yesterday with the Todd Ellis impersonation. And I was like, there are some plays that he's called where I think he loses. I mean, look, let's just be honest. Todd's terrible at identifying players. Yeah. I mean, I'm like sitting there watching on TV. It's a boom, boom play. It's clearly like Brad Johnson. You can see the 19 on his jersey. And this is just I'm making this up, but it's, it, it happens a lot. And it's like, you know, Damani Staley, oh, with a big tackle. I mean, excuse me, Brad Johnson. <laughs> you know, how do you mix this up? Um, well, they said but, uh, uh, Tommy's been doing this for 50 years. Tommy, Tommy you could, and he sounds exactly like yeah. he did in the 80s. I, like, I know. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Bob. Uh, we look very good today, and the Gamecock's coming out really strong. And Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, he sounds the same as he did with Bob. Work your Tommy. Take that, uh, Georgia. I always remember that one. <laughs> Carolina down at the 24-yard line, you know. Uh, yeah, Bob, I think that it's um, – anyway, uh, but but I've noticed one thing. Todd will lose track a little bit, and he'll just go, uh-oh, uh-oh. And, I, I mean, it, it just grunt. I love that, man. That's probably what I'd do. <laughs> right, yeah, just right, and you can tell he's a fan too, man, because he loves it. He's up there, he's so excited. I, yeah, yeah J Rock makes a great point. Yeah. I like Todd despite his flaws, he brings some energy. Absolutely, same, same. yeah. Love I love it. the guy. I mean, I think it's uh, it, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, there was a time, you know, right when he first got the job, I didn't like it. Uh, and I'll just be honest with you, yeah, I wanted Mike Morgan to get the job. I didn't even know Mike, we weren't buddies at the time or anything, I just thought he was great. You know, that's a that's a man. That's a man. That's a man. Oh, oh. It's National Dog Day, by the way. We'll talk about. I saw that. your the picture of Red up on uh, on Facebook this morning. Hey, yeah, he's, uh, he's Because um, I was thinking about you know Todd's never said kick your dog, but like my ex girlfriend used to say that he said it. She was a Clemson fan, so what the hell she know? But. Uh, it was like uh, I was gonna say, "Kick your dog," and he, but I love my dog, and I don't want anybody to kick it. Um, you know that's kind of. And uh, Jan says Bob Fulton saying sophomore, 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 and there's a high spiraling kick end over end. Clinton, if you have to depend on the radio for a game, Todd's not the greatest. Probably not. No, that is true, Clint. I remember the days where radio was the only option I had unless you spent 50 yeah. bucks. And I'm yeah. like, what, what, what's the down and distance, Todd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bob, Bob wasn't 
Bob Fulton would he he'd lose lose track sometimes too. I still remember him saying something like that, but uh, I don't know. All right, so we're uh, again I, I ran over, just having so much fun. All right, so here's oh, what we're good. gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do the I Help Consulting mailbag. Uh, Gamecock Pastor has some stuff on Twitter uh, that he sent in, and I've got to get to it, and answer it. Don't forget the poll question. I'm gonna give you an update on that after that, and then bottom of the hour, Meredith Taylor. Get your golf questions ready. So get your golf questions ready. Get your tailgating questions ready because she's obviously planning a, a huge party and has been here in the chat. Get your Gamecock questions ready. We can't wait to talk to Meredith. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, it's, it's kind of funny. Meredith Taylor will join us on the Meredith Taylor guest line. Uh, by the way, hour number two is sponsored by the Bergeson team at REMAX at the Lake. Hour number one, Cindy Searfoss, Realtors. Uh, from the upstate of South Carolina. So please patronize uh, all of our sponsors here on Inside the Gamecocks. The show will be back after these messages. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are, Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die-hard Gamecock fan, has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy, 864-414-5271 or email ccearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbcane.com, C-B-C-A-I-N-E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Cindy Searfoss of Caldwell Banker King. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fees low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, folks. JC here. I've told you about Nana's Porch over and over again. They sponsor our chat box on the show. Uh, Don't take my word for it, though. I wanted you to hear from Gamecock pitcher Noah Hall about our sponsor, Nana's Porch. Nana'sPorch.com. Go there. Food, truck, catering, whatever you need. Uh, Take it away, Noah. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Yep. Yep. Time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. All right. All right, Steve. All right, right, Steve. Two, all right, so I had to tweet about this because this is not good. There, there's too many full game day weddings being mentioned in the Nanosports chat box right now. Uh, and my bud, my buddy Josh Pate, uh, you guys know him and love him. He's on the 24-7 Sports CBS uh, Late Kick with Josh. You can, uh, I'm sure you've heard his takes. He's excellent, one of the most talented people I know. But he is dead set against – Fall oh, weddings. He draws a hard line. He draws a hard line. <laughs> hard like he, line. He's got a graphic that says, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> and all that good stuff. So th- th- this is, uh, you know, like like I walked back to, to my fiance's in the back room and she was like, there are too many of these. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I thought nobody in the South got married. Uh, during the fall, during college football. And I'm like, oh, well, they do, see. Because uh, not everybody cares. The just <laughs> the vast majority of us do. Um, yeah, and, you know, and I've half had, gosh, my ex-brother-in-law. I, I was really fortunate because back when I was going to games a lot, and I just didn't miss um, early 2000s. My ex-brother-in-law got married. Uh, lucky for me, the game was moved to a Thursday night. Um, and so I got to go. And that was when uh, South Carolina beat Kentucky on that Thursday night, that top 10 game in 07. Um, my friend, my good friend, uh, got married in Beaufort in 01. I think you were there, Phil. Yeah, was that was that a game day? That was a fall game day because we watched we watched Virginia. Oh, yeah. That's right. Virginia That's beat right. closer that day, but the uh, the Gamecocks played on – it was the first game after 9-11, Gamecocks played Mississippi State uh, that Thursday night. So the bachelor party was just basically a watch party, uh, and then craziness happened. And then we all had to drive to, from Greenville to Buford the next day with Buford. a hangover. <laughs> it's beautiful, uh, and, but it's and, long. It was, yeah, it was a lot. It was the <laughs> end of the earth down there. But um, So I was fortunate until that, that uh, 2019 Missouri wedding that I – I had to go to, but uh, anyway, I digress. Nana's Porch Chat Box, brought to you by Nana's Porch. Thanks to Noah Hall, Gamecock pitcher, uh, appearing in the uh, Nana's Porch 
commercial, courtesy of Carolina Rise, as part of his NIL deal. And he uh, is a signee from Carolina Rise. And we got a we got another football player I think we're going to announce later today that I think you guys will like. Be sure to go join Carolina Rise if you have not. We need more members so we can do more deals and help Carolina student-athletes. Um, so the iHelp Consulting Mailbag, there's two ways to get in the mailbag. I tell you this all the time. Number one, you can tweet to at the Big Spur Pod. Um, or number two, you can email us, inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, and I'm going to the Twitter box now. By the way, on the Spurs Up show yesterday, uh, they tweeted it from their Twitter account. Uh, this is an Ohio State level prospect. This is a kid that can play anywhere in the country. Uh, That's why I was, I was talking about Desmond uh, in that. So go check that clip out. Gamecock fan three is kind of responding to our topic from yesterday, Phil. He said, guys, uh, I'd be good with an annual UNC game as the opener. Uh, and mm-hmm. the other team in the state is the end of the regular season, even if UNC was in the SEC. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I like that. And now, now I'm going to say this. Uh, if South Carolina played North Carolina to open the season every year, I, I would, uh, I'd appreciate it if Clemson would open with Georgia every year. Yeah. yeah. How about that? That's that, yeah, fair. For those that came up in the 80s, Clemson and Georgia used to be like for, for the entire decade of the 80s, that was a huge game in the big South. Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, big game. They're both kind of top 10, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. UNC joins the SEC. It being the opener, probably the traditional opener, wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. Wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, I don't think they should play in Charlotte every year. And that's because. You guys don't like Charlotte. <laughs> this fan base is over the Charlotte games. Um, so I don't know that you play in Charlotte every year, but I think you could uh, you could definitely play at home and home, maybe every third year in Charlotte. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I like the home and home thing. I'm not big on neutral site games outside of the postseason. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I like the one in Atlanta, Phil. Like the, the Chick-fil-A kickoff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. that, that's no, a right. big deal. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's kind of the capital of college football. The Hall yeah. of Fame is there, all that. So I like those. And South Carolina's going to be playing Virginia Tech there. Finally, they invited the Gamecocks <laughs> in 2025. I don't mind that, but these the ones in Dallas and New Orleans and Orlando and Charlotte uh, leave a lot to be desired. And and what it does is, like, like an, and I'm on the air every week in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and Alabama people hate them because they're in it every year. And like the final straw was one year they played Duke in Atlanta to open the season. And they're like, give us a home game on our campus because, you know, then they're turning around playing Bowling Green and Western Kentucky and, you know, their best home games, Mississippi state. And it's like, "Eh," you know, uh, where's the (laughs) excitement in that? So, uh, and and, but if you notice Alabama and, uh, a lot of other schools are gravitating more toward uh, the um, the home and homes rather than the neutral sites outside of the game in Atlanta, which I think Clemson, Georgia are playing there in a few years. I think uh, there's some other big matchups in Atlanta. But outside of that, I think they're going the way of the Dodo Bird a little bit. Yeah. Uh, except next year, South Carolina has that final one against uh, Chapel Hill in Charlotte. But, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Gamecock four says Clemson and Georgia are only real rivals, but since we play Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky every year, I love to hate them. We just don't play UNC enough for them to be a rival. Uh, I agree. I think that, uh, 
if if North if the Tar Heels and Gamecocks played every year, UNC may move up past Georgia uh, yeah. on that on that rivalry list. Uh, uh, and if NC State played Carolina every year, uh, trust me, I mean there was uh, for the late '80s, early '90s, that was an intense game for a lot of reasons. North Carolina State and South Carolina, not the least of which uh, Dick Sheridan, who was one of those guys Gamecocks should have always hired as their head coach, but they always kind of screwed it up. <laughs> He's a Gamecock uh, graduate, uh, Furman, old Furman guy. Uh, he was head coach at NC State. And um, there was just a lot of kind of bad blood there between starting in 86, well, 85. Wolfpack comes to Columbia, upsets the Gamecocks. Uh, and knocks them out of a bowl for all intents and purposes. That was the year after 84 where Carolina had to come back down 28 to 10 to kind of save the season up there. Then in 86, 22-17, Gamecocks had pulled the upset. Uh, NC State gets a free play because of some penalty. Eric Kramer throws a touchdown, and they win. The next year, the Gamecocks beat the crud out of them, 48-0, held them like 30 yards of total offense in Columbia. The next year, uh, in 88, they go up there, and that's the last good game that team played. They beat beat NC State 23-7. Todd Ellis did some six-shooter thing, you know, after he threw a touchdown. Uh, and the next year, they came to Columbia and um, ended Todd Ellis' career. So that, 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 that would be intense. Mm-hmm. Gamecock Pastor, our man, uh, chimes in on the IHOP Consulting mailbag on Twitter. He says, who is most responsible for Florida's recruiting success? They went from angst and consternation to a top 10 class in two weeks. Is Napier really that good of a recruiter? Is there a big NIL push, just good momentum? Are they selling UF history and tradition? I don't think they're recruiting any different than Dan Mullen. Uh, I don't know where Dan ranked. Um what I think they're doing that's better than Dan Mullen uh, is probably uh, recruiting the state a little better. I don't, I don't think you can get too cute recruiting at Florida, Florida State, Miami. Um, I remember Al Golden when he was at Miami, Phil. Uh, you could throw a rock and hit four DBs that had a shot to play in the NFL, right? Yeah. Um and he went – I remember, I'll never forget, he signed a cornerback from Massachusetts one year. Uh, and, and the guy – the guy was a good player, but, I mean, he ran like 4-7. And I was, I was just like, let him go to Boston College, brother. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you doing? I mean – Take one in high, Leah. <laughs> but, but, but you, I mean, you look, at, you look at the Gators, and they did get Kelby Collins out of Alabama. Now, that's a guy that Alabama was not – Fired up about another Gamecocks were, uh, and he can play in, and he's going to be a heck of a player, I think. Uh, you know, they got a D lineman out of St. Francis in Baltimore. My guess is maybe now they're going to try to get into St. Francis. That's a tough place to get into. They got the Cersei kid out of Georgia, but the rest of it's in state. These are the types of guys Florida should be getting every year, and these are the types of guys that they have. I'm not worried about it. If I'm the Gamecocks, because I think the Gamecocks class is just as good. There's very little difference between the Gamecocks at 16 and the Gators at 10 and Tennessee at 11, even with all the money. Now you ask Gamecock pastor about Napier being a good recruiter. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, You ask about NIL, their collective. Okay. They're they're They have two of them. 
Uh, you know, a couple of guys got together. They got $10 million. Uh, I don't have that much in, in Carolina Rise, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, uh, and, and the university's working on some things with uh, with what they can do in-house. There is a second collective that I don't think is any bigger than mine. So, I, you know, hey, good for them. But I, I, I think, yeah, it's pretty to see them ranked 10th. But, like, the difference – like I look at Clemson's and Miami's class, they're right above Florida. I would not trade uh, a probably a single player in Clemson's class uh, for anybody in Florida's class. Just to be honest, so I don't I don't need to do anything special. I just you know you look at the history of Florida recruiting. That's a, that's a program. I mean, let's go back to 2020 when I guess Mullen got fired. Right. All right. So here, let's back up. Dan Mullen got fired because he couldn't recruit, okay? The class of 2020 Florida recruiting class, people, seventh in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Seventh. But he couldn't recruit. And and guys like Isaiah Walker Jr., remember he flipped to to three different schools in Florida, and now he's, I guess, on his fifth or sixth school. I mean, I I mean – Dan Mullen couldn't recruit allegedly, you know. So, so let, 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 you know, I wouldn't worry about a Gamecock pastor. But you know, you're right. They do have NIL. Napier is a good recruiter. I'm not surprised by this. I, I think they were getting mad because of. Uh, I think he ran off some guys, and I think that's that's what got him mad. Uh, Gamecock pastor's next question is for Meredith Taylor. Uh, Wed Pidgey, who is uh, lives in Chicago. Uh, he's, he answers the, uh, the tailgating question. He says, weather dependent. One of my favorite tailgates ever it was cold as hell at Kentucky. We did chili and skillet cornbread. That wouldn't be appealing on those 140 degrees September Saturdays in Columbia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and man, I put out, uh, the, um, what I put out? Oh, low country boil as an option. I don't think that's great, uh, in a real hot day. Yeah. Now, we, we had it 4th of July, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like that on a cold day. Alex says this, cold weather, it's chilly. The rest of the year, give me a cornucopia, a fried chicken in any form, pigs in the blanket, hot ham toasted sandwiches. Ooh, that's good. Chips, veggie tray, and cold, cold beer. Well, that's that's it. awesome, just, Alex. Yeah, just feed me and let me drink, you know. Give me a cold <laughs> beer. Be uh, yeah, cold that, cold that, beer. That, that, that cold beer part, that's important. Yeah, that's I'll eat what important. you brought. I'll eat what I brought. I'll eat what he brought. I'm- yeah, very <laughs> important. So, so we got out there. Uh, Craig says Rucker is out five weeks or for the year, or if he has surgery, take that for what it's worth. That was um, that was what the guy posted on the board. Like I said, yeah. he he's not a rumor monitor. So, look, Corey Rucker, good player. Corey Rucker would help the team. Call me crazy. Corey Rucker could probably help next year's team quite a bit because <laughs> they lose some guys. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be back. He's a really loves it at Carolina and all that. Daddy, uh, daddy has this no on Charlotte. Please no more. And look, man, you guys that are anti-Charlotte win. You win. And mm-hmm. I think they screwed it up, Phil, with those games in Charlotte. I'll tell you why. The first, it was the first time they played North Carolina in Charlotte. It was 2015. They kicked it off at 5.30 on a Thursday. On a Thursday, yeah, at it's, rush it's, hour. At rush <laughs> hour. And, and that's that, 
that town's damn hard enough to get around into when oh it's not. God, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, look, kids, Big Ben Parliament. I had media parking, and they're like, well, what media parking's filled up? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I mean, that yeah. was that was a, so, and so you know, nobody's there. And then uh, that NC State game in 2017 was a pretty good atmosphere. And then. You know, 2019 in North Carolina, everybody's mad at Muschamp, and they had just been to the Virginia game, and so nobody showed up. And then, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I I I think it could have been something cooler than it was uh, had TV not kind of moved it around and weird kickoff times and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Clemson and Georgia had no problem filling it up for a night kickoff. And, you know, right. that, that's nice. You know, Saturday, it's a nighttime kickoff. Give you plenty of time to get there, tailgate, go to the bars, all that good stuff. I mean, that's great. Charlotte's great for that. But, you know, all these Gamecock games just kicked off at weird times. So. Yeah, but, yeah, and given the choice between the two, we'll take Williams-Price anytime. Yeah, Williams-Price, and, and even the trip to Chapel Hill's fun. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a nice little place. Okay, Brian has a good question here. If Satterfield doesn't work out this season and the change is made, ooh, let's not talk about that. Do you see Shane going with someone running a similar style, or do you see him going in a different direction? Uh, I think it's hard to say because, you know, we we haven't seen Beamer make a move yet, so we don't know well, what the tendency would be. And I think, I think this too, though, Phil, if Satterfield does not have a good season uh, and it's on him, I don't know that we can honestly say what the hell the style was. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I maybe this year will determine I, I, he has a style. I, mean, I don't know. know. I don't know what the style is. It was like offense. Hope we can run the ball. Um, you what, you what know, Justin Step said? What mad genius? Yeah, I. You know, <laughs> I would. I would like to see them uh, go to a, a, a some some variation of what Art Browse, Kendall Browse, Jeff Levy uh, all do. Heck. It may not be politically correct to say, but maybe I'd go hire Art Briles. I don't know, you know. Somebody, oh, yeah, I, don't the, know I don't know, you know. I, somebody from that coaching tree, because that style of offense. Obviously, you look around the SEC last year. Ole Miss really good. Arkansas really good. Uh, but you don't uh, take Art. Tennessee, Tennessee is really good. Oh, I agree. No, I wouldn't. No, there's no way they no, can do that. Kendall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kendall from Arkansas. So, um, you know, anyway, Wet Willie says, Have we named the bird yet? Thoughts on chicken feed? I'd say nine. <laughs> no <laughs> chicken feed. No cock commander. Not any oh of those. Gosh, no. Um, Chandler says, Sorry if you covered this earlier. Got to catch up on the first hour after work. Can you give any hints on the supposed big news coming? Nah, Thoughts said I wasn't going to talk about it, but. Since you're just now jumping in, Chandler, I, I did address your question. Um, Craig says, glad it wasn't. Juice Wells, yeah, Juice Wells is good. Mark says, looking forward to that 2025 game in Atlanta against Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's uh, I've uh, been to one game at Mercedes Benz. The, that was that was the best game I've ever seen, that Georgia Bama last second pass game. Great place to watch a game. Mm-hmm. And and I went to the concession stand. I got two beers and a chicken tender basket with six chicken tenders in it and uh, and fries uh, for $14. Yeah. 
That was unbelievable. I can't believe that. That, that, that in and of itself was like, wow, $14. That's the price of a beer at the well up here. Uh, Wet, Wet Willie says, uh, have we named uh, the chat box? Chicken oh, the feed. chat. Oh, yeah. Okay. The chicken, chicken feed. Oh, that's an interesting. That's creative. I like that. I'm going to take yeah. that into consideration, mm-hmm. Wet Willie ish. Um, NCA 14 offense, multiple. <laughs> Daniel chimes in with that. Um, oh, by the way, poor Stacy's son's getting married the day of the Tennessee game this year. Hopefully, that's a night game and your son's not getting married at night, or maybe it's a noon kickoff. And while you're getting dressed, you can watch it. <laughs> so, I I just feel my heart goes out to you, Stacy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so that's all from Banana Sports chat box, the chicken feed. Right here, um, yeah, Brian. And, and you know, do, do I do I know that that's what Shane's going to do? No, he may just promote Freddie Kitchens, um, who's called plays in the NFL, all that good stuff. But uh, I, I think it's going to be very bad. Um, and, and we're not. I, I think if Satterville does not work out this year, we're not really going to know what style. I mean, because that was the whole thing. It's just you know, you just don't know what. My guess is, uh, my guess is. Uh, he wants to establish, attack through the run game and then uh, selectively, you know, pass and, you know, kind of all this talk about the Rams and all this other stuff just drives me nuts. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm, I've, I'm hoping and I'm not saying this is going to cause Carolina not to have a good season. I just don't know. You know, I, I just don't know. I, I, I just I'm just going to have faith that 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 it's. It looks like the Rams execution wise. How about yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if they can execute like that, it'll be okay. Uh, you know, yeah. and it's like, uh, um, and think about how the Rams offense uh, evolved a bit when they got Stafford in there to play quarterback that could chuck it down the yard, just like who Spencer Rattler could chuck. Uh, you know, and that's the same narrative we have here at South Carolina is we've upgraded at quarterback. So let's hope it pans well, out. Well, they were pretty adamant last year that the failures on offense in large part had to do with playing four quarterbacks or whatever. So we're going to find out, right? Uh, Chandler says, I think that will turn it around this year. Wanted him gone, but for some reason I have confidence in him this year. Maybe it's just the typical Gamecock optimism. Nah, you know, he's got players. So, you know, we'll find out. You'll get answers this year. You know, is it the players? Like, like some people said, is it? And there's a lot to be said for familiarity and scheme. I mean, yeah, you know. and, and Brian clarifies the reason why I ask. It seems Beamer's married the four-two-five on defense. wasn't sure if Beamer had a strong preference on offense. In um, you know, just kind of before he got the job, knowing what I know, and uh, and I've known him, you know, back before, you know, he went away uh, to uh, Virginia Tech or whatever. He likes. And, and this is kind of what they did at Virginia Tech. He likes multiple offenses uh, that you can run it because he, you know, he believes in running the football. He's never going to be an air raid like mm-hmm. Mike Leach guy. Um, he also believes you have to pass it, and and that's the great thing that I think he liked so much about Lincoln Riley's offense was they ran it just as much as they passed it. Um, and, and so something multiple, which the Art Briles offense, if you look, Arkansas running team. Tennessee runs and throws and goes super fast. Ole Miss was passing team. So I I think something like that would work. I've always thought it would work, but or maybe he goes and hires Dan Mullen, man. Mm. No, nah, I'm not gonna speak. That'd be dumb. I don't I don't know that that you want to talk about the culture. I don't I don't know that, that would fit. Anyway, we're way <laughs> up against it again. I've run over on every break. I apologize. 
We will hit the Meredith Taylor guest line and talk to Meredith Taylor after this break. Uh, get your golf questions ready, Gamecock questions ready in the chat box. Also, you can email them in inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com or tweet to at the Vicksburg Pod. Meredith Taylor for our weekly conversation coming up after this. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf, or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Meredith is the person you need to go to. She's competing in her final USGA mid-amateur tournament this summer before going full-time into teaching and coaching individuals. If you're in South Carolina, Meredith will be conducting in-person golf lessons at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course. She'll play 9 or 18 with you. If you're out of state, though, this is really exciting. She'll be conducting virtual lessons. You can send in your swing for her expert analysis. Also, in November, she'll launch an online course with video instruction for all ages and skill levels. Meredith has 20-plus years of knowledge, former SEC golfer, all of that. So contact her on Twitter, at Taylor at M-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or go to McKellarEnterprises.org. McKellar spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, Enterprises.org. Her email's on the website, so you can connect with her for any other questions. Go get your golf game in order. Take advantage of Meredith Taylor and her services. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, folks. JC here. I've told you about Nana's Porch over and over again. They sponsor our chat box on the show. Uh, Don't take my word for it, though. I wanted you to hear from Gamecock pitcher Noah Hall about our sponsor, Nana's Porch. Nana'sPorch.com. Go there. Food, truck, catering, whatever you need. Uh, Take it away, Noah. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Hey, man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. 
Yeah, I heard that monthly fees low too. So I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is, J- this is JC's fiance, Nat. Life is all about making sacrifices. I now sleep next to the human troll doll. I'm taking one for the team. Go Gamecocks. Now back to JC and Phil. Whew, and the hair, for those that don't see it, is <laughs> yeah, getting out of control. Longer and I, longer. That's what we want. We want that's Fabio. A, yes, that's right. Fabio. Yeah, we, we want Fabio in Atlanta in December. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to try. I actually usually gain weight during football season and, and, and don't keep up with it. But I'm actually going to try a new plan this year since – Carolina hadn't had a really good year in a long time. I'm gonna be like, ah, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna grow my hair out and go to the gym and uh, eat like a bird during the week, and then enjoy my weekends. Meredith Taylor joins us. Uh, she's happy, Friday. happy Friday! Happy Friday! Happy Friday! In the house, and uh, she obviously is a former Gamecock golfer and loves to talk sports and, and all that good stuff. And we had a great segment with her last week, Meredith. Uh, so there's some things going on with um, the PGA and uh, the list. just a few things. So uh, <laughs> break that down for uh, our listeners. Give us your take on uh, what's happening in, in the world of pro golf right now. Well, there's a lot going on. There was a. Uh, can y'all hear me? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So um, the PGA Tour uh, commissioner came out a couple days ago with a press conference and kind of laid out the the future um, of you know, what they're going to implement starting next year. And there's a lot that goes into it that we can kind of dive into. But uh, the 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 real kind of overview is they're going to elevate a f- about 12 events next year, meaning they're going to have the top players uh, on the PGA Tour all committed to playing the same tournaments. So you've got the best in the world all playing at the same time for about 12 to 15 events, maybe 20 but 12 of them are going to be elevated purses. So it's, it's going to be insane. So generally uh, they probably have, gosh, I don't know what a typical um, purse would be, but I, I looked at last year and, and let's say the players championship was, was the largest, I believe it was this past year at $20 million purse. It's going to be $25 million next year. Oh, wow. um, the Jack's tournament, which is called the Memorial tournament is going to be, $20 million purse. Uh, Arno Palmer's down at Bay Hill, his golf course, um, that tournament is going to be $20 million purse. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing is just making this insane commitment as far as the, the monetary value of these golf tournaments to get the best product on the PGA Tour every week in and week out. And the, the main guys, you know, the top 20, 25 players got together and had a players meeting last week. Um, to kind of make that commitment of saying, you know, because it's typically it's been, hey, I like my game fits this golf course. So I, it was more of an individual making their own schedules to fit what they liked uh, as far as like, um, you know, Hilton Head is, is <laughs> if anybody's played Harbortown in here, um, it's a tight golf course. It's a difficult golf course, tiny greens. 
it's not the most pleasant if you're a long bomber uh, off the tee. And, and so maybe they would take that week off um, and, and play more of the, the big boy golf course. So they've really just said, okay, the, the, the elevated events, the, those top players are all committed to playing those, those 20 events. So it's pretty exciting. Um, and the play, FedEx cup playoffs are, the, you know, it end, ends this week. Um, they're playing East Lake, which they always do is the final tournament of the year. And uh, it's in Atlanta. Um, and the winner, winner of the FedEx this year gets $18 million. So uh, the PGA tour is, is in a really healthy spot. It's in a great place. It's probably the deepest it's ever been. Um, and the youngest, Typically, you know, in previous years, you'd have guys come on the tour and it's a, it's a bit of an adjustment. You know, if you've ever talked to anybody who's played professionally, the travel schedule is difficult. Um, you're playing all over not only the U.S., but overseas. And, um, you know, it can be tough on, on you to kind of adjust to that tour life. Um, but these guys are so good now and, and the, the mini tours have really prepared them. And so the pipeline of, of golfer from junior golf to college golf to mini tour, these guys are ready to win the moment they step on tour. So you got rookies like Cam Young this year who has basically been top three four or five times. And that's kind of unheard of. I mean, he's just he's he's one of many rookies that has had a lot of success the moment he stepped on tour. He almost won a major championship this year. So uh, the tour is deep. It's young. And it, you look at Scotty Scheffler, who's winning currently, if you look at the FedEx uh, at East Lake, but he's won four tournaments this year. He's 26 years old. He's the Masters champ this year. Um, played it at Texas. It, just incredible golfers. And I could list 20 of those guys that are just incredible, incredible golfers playing at a really high level. And um, yeah, PJ Tours in a really healthy spot, and the, the purses are getting even bigger. Well, does that make you happy considering the the competition now? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I, know you had some I, I was pumped when I saw that, that that press conference because I, you know Tiger. It's almost like Arnie and Jack who built. We touched on this a little bit last week. Yeah. Arnie and Jack built the PJ Tour, right? And so now it's Tiger and Rory who are taking up the reins and saying, "Okay, this is our tour now, and we're going to make it best, the best for the next generation." You know, Jack inspired us, and we're going to inspire the next generation, and we're going to make sure 10, 20, 30 years down the road, the PGA Tour is as healthy as it is right now. Talk with Meredith Taylor. We talk golf, Carolina sports every Friday with her. She also is uh, the sponsor of the guest line. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, I have a, um, there was a video I put up. If you guys follow us on social media, uh, where last year we kind of cut up her interview and, and she explained what she's going to be doing teaching wise here uh, in the coming months in South Carolina. That'll be awesome. Uh, I really need to, uh, take a video of my swing. I'm probably embarrassed. Uh, but I'm going to send it to her. I mean, I'm gonna, we'll see what she no, we'll get it say. fixed. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, you know, so she's going to be like, ah, this is all you're beyond help. But uh, <laughs> so uh, Bryant uh, has a question from the Nana Sports chat line for you, Meredith. Okay. Um, golf recruiting question. Okay. So I don't know. I don't, I don't follow golf recruiting. How did Molly Hardwick end up at Ole Miss and not South Carolina? She was in our backyard. I <laughs> Great question. I, I know Mar Molly and her family really well. Um, 
So y'all know I was a Lexington Wildcat and so was Molly. Um, Really loved that family. And I I would have loved, loved for her to be a Gamecock. Um, The cool thing though, Ole Miss, where she went, uh, an old old buddy of mine and teammate, um, Corey Thompson is the head coach at Ole Miss. So there are South Carolina ties at Ole Miss and Ole Miss, you know, Corey Thompson, they, they won the SEC championship last year. And, um, and so it's, it's not shocking to me that she went to Ole Miss cause I love Corey. I love that. They, she's done a great job with that program at Ole Miss. Um, and, and, you know, South Carolina, I'm not as well connected as people would think with, with the program, but I, mm-hmm. I know that they, only recruit the top of the top, right? Which, which is if you're international, uh, if you're local, I mean, being the local kind of girl that, that got a shot to play my dream school, um, that, that kind of hurts my heart a little bit. She didn't go to Carolina. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think it's the best fit for her being with, with Corey Thompson. And and that program is really on the rise. They, uh, like I said, they won the SEC championship. Um, I love, uh, Corey. So I, I wish her nothing but the best. And I keep in touch with Molly a lot, um, but she's in good hands at Ole Miss. I know that. Mm-hmm. Ole yeah. Miss Rebels. Yeah. All right. So, well, uh, Meredith, you know, uh, Gamecock Pastor got in and he's got a question for you. And I saw you uh, retweet it. So let's go ahead and hit that up. Yeah. Uh, Gamecock um, Pastor is like our biggest fan. And yeah. Maybe. Well, one a, of them. I have consulting several. mailbag. He, maybe our most. Mailbag. Prolific, prolific mailbagger. mailbagger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, we need him a shirt that says "prolific mailbagger" on it. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, with all the conversation about protecting tradition in college football, talk a little about the importance of tradition in golf and why you think that reverence to the game became such a big deal. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know these these guys today play for so much money. Uh, and we we did touch on it a little bit with with honoring those that have gone before you with Arnie and Jack. Um, you know that definition of greatness is to inspire the person next to you, right? And then you know that it's not something that lives and dies with you. It's it's inspiring that person, and it inspires the next person, inspires the next person. It lives on. There's that legacy there, um, and and that's how you you create something that kind of lasts forever. But you know, like I said, Jack Nicholas inspired Tiger Woods. And those 18 major championships are, are what Tiger was chasing after his entire career, right? And and that um, inspired Tiger to do what he did uh, on the PJ Tour. So, you know, honoring those that have paved the way, the traditions, the, you know, obligation to protect that that just tradition of the game, but the integrity of the game. And Tiger has has like I said, Tiger and Rory have really upheld and, and taken the reins um, from that inspiration of Jack uh, and Arnold. Um, and if you think about it, Tiger Woods has in, been in turn inspired the Justin Thomases of the world, the Scotty Schefflers, the, you know, the, the John Roms, the, the Max Homas, the Jordan Spieth. So that next generation of golfer that's now on tour was inspired by Tiger. And it's gonna, it, it, that's going to keep going. And so it, it's important. I, I am really big on legacy, obviously. Um, and, and it really does um, mean something to walk the grounds of Augusta National. You know what I mean? Like to me, mm-hmm. 
I was blessed to be able to play Augusta National and the entire time I'm walking on those grounds and I'm in the clubhouse in the champions locker room and, and I'm, you know, Ben Hogan's locker. <laughs> I mean, these are things that, that mean something to the, our, our golf community. Um, you know, and Augusta National has also elevated women's golf. I mean, the drive chip and putt for the young, young folks to be able to compete and and have that that national championship for the younger folks to be at Augusta National uh the Augusta National women's amateur the best amateur golfers on the planet you know that's something we didn't have and that, that was just 10 years ago we didn't have that as something to aspire to or as a goal and now these younger younger um players have something to strive for uh to be at Augusta National it's something that, you know, it's hollowed ground for a golfer. And um, so, yeah, it's important. And it's something that I, I'm really excited that uh, they continue to, to uphold. Mm -hmm. oh, it's kind of like uh, heading to the big, you know, cathedrals of football and stuff like that in the old stadiums. Or oh, absolutely. Or a big baseball fan like Wrigley or the old Yankee right. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. just special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So... We got more questions here. Daniel kind of has a question uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, all right. What can a bigger person do to have a smoother swing? I'm working on losing weight. So my Daniel. Uh, of course, I was a lot heavier when I did play golf. and The old gut got in the way. In the way but, I mean, look, John Daly hits it, man. I mean, That's right. right? Yeah. He's a freak, right. you know. Uh, working on losing weight, but now I feel like my fluffy build is hindering my play. So... He asked it, you answered. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Um, how do I put this? I, I think there's a lot of different ways to swing at a golf. If you look at the PGA Tour, obviously these guys have taken their fitness and nutrition very seriously, their mobility. Um, if I'm to evaluate a golfer, it's based on what, what's your mobility, what can you do, and then we'll work from there. It doesn't mean that you can't play good golf. Uh, you know, example, John Daly example, you know, the walrus quote unquote, remember, um, he, he was not in the best of shape, um, but he could play golf. So you, you can, you can work around it and figure it out, but obviously, um, yeah, I mean, the guys out, out there, Tiger kind of set that standard of, you know, you want to hit the ball long and far, you, you got to get in the weight room, you got to get your mobility up and, and then swing speed comes from there. Yeah, I I think that's probably a pretty good thing. I, I I try to hit it like a softball. You can't do that. <laughs> now, <laughs> if I get a hold of it, man, it, it's probably going oh, far. Yeah. It may not go. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there in the driving range, and I'm proud of myself for it into the trees. I'm like, that's a home run. And now uh, you ever shot the green? <laughs> what, what, I, that, it's not as bad as one of my buddies says. So when we were playing, we were all. But we're at the ocean course at Fripp Island because a friend of mine okay down there, right? So great course. Well, yeah, but we're at the at the driving range, and my and so we're sitting there, and I'm I'm doing things like swinging and missing. I'm like, I guess that's a strike, you know. <laughs> and I'm laughing at myself because I just think it's hilarious. So I'm like outside of my body watching myself miss it. But it wasn't as bad as what my buddy did. My buddy's about six four, big old guy with uh, long arms. You know, looks funny swinging it, but he's actually much better than I am. But it just so happened he swings away at it. All of a sudden, we look up. Keep in mind, it's Fripp Island. Man. These right. guys go play this 
course, I mean, he's like a golfer heaven, right? All of a sudden, the driver goes end over end. Oh, no. Through the air. <laughs> like, tumbling down. It was almost like slow motion. We oh, all just no. kind of turned around and went, no. <laughs> and my, my, my buddy who uh, worked at Fripp and got us on the course, is just like, he's like, did that just happen? And it really just happened. And, just, and my, my man just walks out there like it's nothing and goes like this. Like, hold on, hold on. It just gets his club, starts swinging away again. <laughs> then we're at a, at, a, at a hole, and my, my other buddy, who's another six four guy, he's one that like, he's like swings really, really hard. But when he gets it, it it's like a worm burner. Gotcha. Um, so we're at this hole, right? And he swings, and it just it Meredith barely got off the ground that that much, and it hits one of those wooden railroad ties, bounces back across the street, and he hit it so daggone hard, it went through a window. Of a house back behind oh, the tea no. box, and we're just like, "Oh man!" And everybody scrambles. Like that's that's how uh, bad we were. That's how wow. bad we were. But um, between me cracking myself up for swinging and missing and all that, it was uh, it was it was it was amazing. Okay, so uh, more questions for Meredith here. Thanks, thanks so much, guys. Uh, you guys here in the Nana Sports chat box for these good questions. Uh, Craig says, Meredith. Why doesn't Pine Valley ever want to hold a tournament? And why are they so secretive about their course? I have no idea. Um, good question, Craig. I have no clue about um, why. the Well, there could be a few reasons. You know, the guys have to have a certain length of golf course before they hold a tournament there. So that could be the holdup. Um, it's got to be a <laughs> it's got to be a pretty long golf course. Um, so that, that eliminates a lot of places. Um, just based on the, how far these guys hit the golf ball, it, it, it's got to be conducive to to the pros. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that makes total sense. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is, uh, somebody says John Daly has the best hands in the world. He had a great short game. No yeah, doubt about great it. Great short game, all that good stuff. So, all right, Meredith, Carolina football coming up. Uh, next time we talk to you, you will give us a score prediction. It will be the day before the season opener. Are you getting excited? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we talked about the offense earlier um, and uh, how we all expect improvement because I think they're better players uh, right. this year and all that. Uh, your thoughts about Rattler, the offense, and uh, do you think we'll see more, more points scored uh, at williams Bryce and select venues around the sec this year yeah you would hope so right i mean i <laughs> it was funny the other day with the hashtag trenches went uh went crazy with the the coaching staff getting all the the uh recruits but you know trenches are where you win sec football games we all know that so shoring up that offensive line and having that experience i think you mentioned earlier how many snaps this group has had uh in in, in sec football play it's a, it's a big deal. Um, but also having that continuity of having a year two with the same uh, offensive coordinator, it's got to help these guys out. Yeah. Um, you got the same terminology, you got the same, um, you know, playbook. So I, I, you can only expect that it's going to have a lot less penalties, a lot, just a lot cleaner football um, and, and just cleaner pocket for for spencer so yeah you would expect <laughs> that um that we have a, a lot better offense you would hope um yeah okay yeah, that's yeah. that's I, I i tend to agree like i said and i'm 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 trying to just kind of stay quiet about it and see what happens. right because mm -hmm. i was very critical last year i 
I, I think, look, man, there, there's some there's some offensive coordinators around football that I don't have, I don't match up with philosophically. Or right. Why you want to do that? And they're pretty good. So I don't, you know, what do I know? Uh, breaking news: Jadavian Clowney is going to have his jersey retired uh, in ceremonies uh, at, at halftime of the Georgia State game. How about that? Good. Yeah. So Clowney um, was the. Uh, the second number one overall pick in school history. George Rogers was the first. And so Big George. Uh, yeah. And what they've done, David Cloninger, who was our guest yesterday, reported this. He went to the stadium and got a picture. They've moved the retired numbers and jerseys to the front of the press box at Williams Bryce. Looks good. Looks good yeah. to me. You can see that on our Twitter. I just retweeted Dave there. And so that's uh yes, but yeah, making the, the stadium look good. And so so I'm gonna ask you this. I know, I know you're not going to the game. Uh Kind of a, a, a shift in gears of your game day plans this year, Meredith. But it, it does, you know, the last four or five years, I do think they've taken uh, some steps toward um, beautifying the stadium, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I think more is coming too. But kind of, you know, just if you think about the back in the Holtz era, right? Uh, uh, when it looked like just a like a concrete, you didn't even know the Gamecocks played there until now. <laughs> Uh, don't don't think Williams Bryce has been spruced up a bit. Oh my goodness, it needed it. My goodness, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's and even having the uh, the the records on the the ramps going up, all that mm-hmm. stuff matters. I think they've done a really good job of the past few years of just the obviously they've renovated a lot, which needed mm-hmm. to happen. But but just yeah, the beautification of of the fairgrounds, the the um. Oh goodness. I, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on over there by Bernie's chicken, but that whole yeah. area being redone and, and leading up to, to, to the, to the stadium. It's, it's, it, I think they've done a really good job. It needed to happen. My, I mean, if, if you were around during the Holtz era, <laughs> like you yeah. said, so, yeah, it, it needed it. So it was, it was, it was, it was a great concrete, time. Concrete, a concrete monster. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like, Hey, uh, you know, the, the claw there. Right. And right. You know. Um, all right. So uh, one more question for you, because you know, sure. we, had, we had the food poll and I know you saw that and, and mentioned it, but there was another question on the big today and, and you're a Columbia person. So uh, Bernie's chicken or Zesto's? Oh my gosh. Don't do that to me. Mm. The fan base will hate me. Yeah. I mean, it is. A, I didn't know it was that serious. Cause it's a serious thing around I here. Mean, I was like, you know, I, I, if I, you know, I'm not a big fried chicken with the bone guy. I mean, I would get, okay. I'd usually get Bojangles, honestly. And I know that there you go. Religious, but, uh, you know, I, I, I've had Bernie's. I've had Zesto's. I like him. Yeah, I've had both. I can't, I'm not going to pick because I don't want half the fan base to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, man, how, how far are we away from the, uh, the announcements and all that good stuff? We're about a month, about a month away. We're getting, we're getting away. close. So, um, yeah. It's going to be fun. I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm right now. I'm building the online course with the video instruction. Um, obviously, that will be uh, something that I'll roll out in November. But I, I'll put all of that on Twitter and, and have the sure. the big announcement soon. But um, I think it's going to be exciting. I think a lot of people, uh, based on the feedback that I've been getting, they're like, "When is it starting? When is it starting?" So there, there is a good demand for it, and I'm excited to to start helping people. You want to be good at golf, Daniel, who's probably going to be one of your first customers, in my opinion. Just okay, <laughs> let's go, Daniel. He says, I hit a ball that was supposed to go over my driveway, and before I finished my follow through, it had already ricocheted back into my sternum, <laughs> and I thought I'd been shot. <laughs> oh, bless him. 
Yeah, that's Daniel. about how mine would be, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, it's, not uh, that good <laughs> we got to get you signed up, Daniel. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Meredith, great segment. We'll talk to you next Friday. Have a wonderful week, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you, you too. Meredith Taylor on the Meredith Taylor guest line right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, certainly <laughs> thankful for her sponsorship. We were going to have her on anyway, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, obviously, she's fun to talk to too. So, that's good. yeah, JB and Goldwater, um, uh, frequent guests, they always had good guests. I never had a guest, Phil, so I'm kind of, I was kind of just like, well, who's good? Yeah, and I know some people, JB knew some people, JB's helped me out a lot, so that's all yeah. good. And of course, well, Dad, we get a, a booked calendar for next week for game, yeah, week. yeah. Uh, who, who, tell us who's coming up on Monday. Oh, let's see, Monday, I'm coming next week. Oh, Monday, we're talking to Ben Moore. We're going to let him defend his... Uh, oh, <laughs> ben Moore. I <laughs> bet... I, I, I'm going to say this. I think Ben Moore uh, is going to uh, gonna pick the Georgia State Panthers to pull the upset. That's right. That's right. We'll take yeah. a homer. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. yeah so ben yeah. Moore. Ben Moore. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, it's been a wonderful week. We made it through. Uh, oh, man. Uh, another, we didn't have any power outages or anything this week. Wow. No sickness. And uh, Daddy O says next week is Christmas. Yeah, I'll be excited. Thanks yes, to man. all of you chatters uh, on the Nanosport chat box. Those of you that participated in I Up Consulting Mailbag. Thanks to all of our guests this week. Good guys like Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up Show, David Cloninger, the Cockfather, Keith Dalsep. Uh, of course, the man, JB with the Bradford File, Sawyer Nicks. With the mental edge, we'll have him. The mental edge. And uh, finally, uh, the person that will round it out each and every week, Meredith Taylor with the Golf and Gamecocks chat at the end of the week. So, Phil, uh, thank you so much, bud. Uh, I think uh, I keep getting really good Phil feedback. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that people are pro-Phil. Pro-Phil? Pro-Phil. I got to end it on pro-Phil. Y'all Gamecocks, have a great weekend. I'm fired up. It's going to be uh, game week next week. We're going to talk all week about it. Uh, then it'll be here. The next thing you know, you'll blink. It'll be November. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Phil Wellenax, J.C. Sherbert, this has been Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you're just tuning in or something, you can always get this on podcast, Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, where we get podcasts. Lots of people listen that way. Numbers are crazy good there and also here on the stream. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend, everyone.